welcome to Behind the Aisle podcast, where we are just two wedding professionals sharing a no bullshit approach to what goes on behind the scenes in the industry. My name is Sarah, and I am a wedding photographer. And my name is Katie, and I'm a wedding planner. And today we're talking about the pros and cons of publications. And our thoughts behind that. I'm sipping my tea. Um, Literally. If you're on YouTube right now, you all notice that we got some new shiny headphones. Yeah. We feel very legit right now. Very legit. We do legit. feel very legit. But at the Too same time, legit. for those that just listen to us on the podcast, <laughs> you're probably like, I hear nothing different. There's no difference. <laughs> there is no difference. We hear difference. We do. We feel so special. Okay. Yes. So uh, how do we want to start this? Um, first of all, let's do, I'm always a queen of like <laughs> disclaimers because oh. the anxiety in me is kind of like, <laughs> perfect, don't perfect. Us. um, so again, here's another disclaimer for y'all in the sense of when we are about to like open this conversation about publication, um, we are not like anti publication. This is not like an anti publication episode yeah. by any means. We're literally weighing out the pros and cons of publication. Um, we both have been published, mm-hmm. Um, which is great. But um, I think the disclaimer, though, that we do want to make overall of the overarching episode in and of itself is that it's not a bad thing to get published. However, our main, like, uh, not background, but like our main thought is that going into a wedding day, you like making this wedding into something that is public quote unquote publishable Mm -hmm. or just going in with that mindset of like, okay, I have to make sure that I am getting content that is good enough to be published. Mm -hmm. That should not be the mindset that you have going into somebody's wedding day. I think that all wedding days should be some form of documentary style Mm -hmm. versus just trying to do this to get into a magazine or some kind of online publication. Correct. Like your paying clients, your paying clients' weddings is not an editorial shoot. Right. By any means. Yeah. It is not. The problem is though, if you do want to get published, a lot of publications will not use editorial shoots which or style not, shoots. Yes. So which, it's like this vicious circle that yeah. we're in. I think that all in all, I think publications should just be a form of inspiration mm-hmm. and not an accolade. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, I feel like once we decide that this is an accolade or an achievement or like something that you need to like display on your website, I feel like the mind shit, mind shit, <laughs> <laughs> mind shit, um, the m- mindset shifts mm-hmm. and it all of a sudden becomes something that it, it really shouldn't be. Oh, I agree. Oh, I totally agree. Like, I understand that like publications, like our flip through the pages, Mm -hmm. like our actual tangible um, inspiration were those like public or the magazines, the Mm -hmm. stuff that like people obviously now strive to like be published in. And then obviously here comes Pinterest where now you have something that is literally for everything from like your backyard wedding to like your super ultra luxury, like inspiration place, which is amazing. But so then I think with that, um, with the coming of Pinterest several, several years ago, I feel like then the, um, affiliation with publications has completely shifted Agreed. where now it is, it's a trophy more Mm -hmm. than anything else. Do I still think that brides will um, or just people and getting married in general, do they flip through magazines to get inspiration? Sure. Yeah. I, I'm sure they do. Um, there's, I'm sure there's like a certain market, uh, that 
um, maybe they can't find what they're looking for, like on Pinterest or any other kind of like overarching um, inspiration like place. And so they'll go to like maybe like an ultra luxury publication if mm-hmm. that even exists that I'm not aware of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not an ultra luxury. So I but, mean, what? So there's a, I think there's also a difference between a magazine publication and an online pop, pop uh, fuck, I can't talk today. <laughs> uh, an online platform style publication. Or oh, do yeah. you think we're more shifting over to mostly online? Because when I first started, it was magazines or nothing. Oh, yeah. And it wasn't sure. even that long ago. Mm-hmm. And, but now I feel like are magazines even a thing? They are. Um, especially like your regional, like the knot. Yeah. I obviously we all have our own thoughts about the knot that we've talked um, about on this podcast. Little before. segue. If you have not listened to our knot and wedding wire podcast Yo. episode, you might want to rewind and go back and listen to that because that was juicy. That was really juicy. And that was piping hot tea, literally yeah. piping hot tea. Yeah. Um, no, I definitely think with the surge in social media what social media now is being used for especially with the newer younger generation Mm -hmm. of generation z where social media now has become its own market in regards to employment in regards to just status Mm -hmm. like societal status cultural status in and of itself um it's become its own form of resume like social media in general has completely flipped our culture on its head like tenfold in my opinion um it's really where i mean especially i think even for because i feel like our generation the millennial generation we kind of started it um with the whole social media with zanga first and then with myspace i don't know what zanga is (gasps) you didn't have a zanga no that was like the og blog where you literally had to code it from like top to bottom oh i'll have to show you my zanga when we get off oh i don't I don't, I've never, I mean, I feel like I heard about this. You probably did. It was when we were, when I had my Zanga when I was probably like 10, 11, 12, and then MySpace came out. Mm. Oh, yeah. I was hardcore MySpace. I was like coding when I was Mm -hmm. 12. (laughs) Yep. Exactly. So, um, but anyways, yeah. So when our generation starting off with the social media, um, and then obviously over time, it has completely like transformed into, a place like where I just, all the things that I just listed. Yeah. So do I think that, um, like tangible, like magazines or any other kind of like in print publication, is that completely out? No. If anything, I think it's been put on a higher pedestal mm-hmm. because it's harder now yeah. to get published in print. I feel like it's a bigger thing because you have a lasting imprint in comparison to, getting published in like online where the turnover is so high, obviously like print. I mean, a a magazine can only be printed ever so often. Mm -hmm. Um, I know the knot, for example, just because we talked about that. Now it's the forefront of my mind. Um, The knot only prints um, once a quarter Mm -hmm. Um, uh, to that extent. If you have original knot uh, magazine, uh, not all, not all places are still having it because I have heard, not as recently, but I feel like just over time that the knot was starting to do away with their regional publications because of the lack of sales. People yeah. aren't picking it up at yeah. newsstands anymore. When I went up, when I got married, I remember going and grabbing mm-hmm. a knot magazine every every time it came out. And then there was also another one. Was Brides? 
Brides is the big one, I think. Brides is a huge one. Yes, yeah. that's national. Yeah. Actually, it's, it's even international as well. And they are really well known for posting, not posting, see? <laughs> <laughs> um, for printing uh, celebrity weddings as well. Got it. But also luxury and yeah. maybe a sliver too of like ultra luxury weddings that are in brides. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't think it's not a dying thing because I think that it's still around, but mm-hmm. I do think that we're moving way more into this online publication. But what you said before is their turnover rate is insane. Like cool. I mean, I feel like when we first started getting published was this huge thing. Mm-hmm. And like, obviously you got the accolade that you got to put on your website, the little badge and everything. And like getting to put that badge on your website was like this big deal, but I don't feel like it matters that much anymore because mm-hmm. of Instagram and Pinterest and all of that, that it's just, everything's already so seen yep. that getting published is not really that big of a deal. That said too, I also find that um, when we first started publications were more on the exclusive. Yes. Uh, so where you couldn't post things on mm-hmm. social media because they wanted the exclusive, like first scene, um, photos or whatever from the the wedding or the event that you went to. Whereas now I feel like you are more than able to, I mean, there are, I think some that are exclusive, uh, um, yeah. but I think everyone really doesn't really care. And you just post Mm-mm. it on Instagram and it's still seen. Like, I don't really, I don't know. I don't really know the, the point of it other than the validation from yeah. getting seen or getting, you know, that accolade from I was about to say now yeah yeah, you're kind of like (laughs) a great transition going into like our like pros and con list so yeah like you were just saying the whole validation of it yeah and it's great I mean we you and I both just got published not too long ago in carrots and cake which um is a pretty decent high-end I agree publication I think it's a great publication but um it was great. It was very exciting. And they reached out to us, which I think is the more exciting thing is when the publications reach out to you rather than you mm-hmm. submitting. You know, submitting. Cause I feel like every time I ever submit something, it never gets accepted for some reason. Um, it's probably because I'm not film, but that's another, uh, <laughs> that was another podcast. Um, there's no box and Sarah can stand on. Not really. I mean, it's, it is, but it isn't like I, I, I have an issue with that. I love film. I do. I love it. But it's not the only fucking style out there. Now that we're getting into like the more um, direct flash documentary mm-hmm. style. It, it's not even document. I don't really even know what it is. Is it documentary? I feel like when you're photographing somebody's wedding, you are documentary because you're documenting. Right. <laughs> I No. Yes. But like the style. So there's the film. There's film and then there's film like mm-hmm. it's not actual yep. film, but film aesthetic. And then uh, true to color or vibrant and colorful, which is mine, which is not very prevalent, um, dark and moody. And then this like w- in between, like it's like a dark and moody film. Yeah. But it's not even dark and moody. Like, I don't know. It's like a weird. The way that I categorize it when I like send like examples, like to my, especially my full service clients. And I'm like, okay, when we're on the, uh, the journey now of finding a photographer, I always ask them, okay, what style 
are you guys looking at? And then the four categories that I, I used to be only three. And now because of this newer trend, I've had to throw in a fourth category. There's the light and airy. Mm, so yeah, there's that. that. The true to color. Yeah, but light and airy is almost film. Eh, yes, depending on, again, there are like hybrid people. Right. Is where it's kind of like, okay, you can fit the. Do you like grains? Do you like grain? Yes. It's literally it's it. light and airy. Um, then there's like the dark and moody, true to color. And then there's the editorial where a editorial. good majority. That's what I'm calling it because. Yeah, but that doesn't. I don't know what else to call it. I don't know how to describe it. Also, I'm not a photographer. So I'm kind of like, I'm just trying to like find what are the keywords that I'm seeing photographers use like in their Instagram bios yeah. or like on their websites. Like I, I try to like keep myself educated as much as possible when looking at different people's sites and being like, okay, how are you categorizing yourself? I guess it is editorial, but also when I see editorial, I feel like it's more posed, like mm -hmm. very modelly structured, sometime minimalistic. Yep. I don't know. It, that doesn't, yep. I mean, I guess it does fit. I don't know. Fuck it. Um, <laughs> See, I'm also confused. I don't if know. If you are listening to this and you can help us, especially me, <laughs> please DM me or DM us just in general because I would love to know like, what are you, what are y'all's categories? Like, I would love to, yeah. How do you, yeah. how do you describe this to somebody? Anyway, um, regardless. Um, <laughs> publications. Publications. Uh, yeah. So we did get just published in Carrots and Cake, which was great, but the gratification only lasted for a day like a day yeah it was it was great it was fun to be able to share that and to be able to say like hey Karis and Cake reached out to us and wanted mm -hmm. this published that was it yeah and honestly like your our bride when we told her was like what is this she was so confused she was so, like what does this mean yeah and I was like it just means that your wedding got published like you know, is just being seen by strangers around the world if they happen to stumble upon it. They're like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. So <laughs> in reality, like your clients don't know what the fuck these, pu these publications are. Oh my gosh. Cool little fun story. 2019, uh, one of my very first full, uh, no, not one of my very first. Actually, yeah, one of my very first full service where I like truly loved, loved like the design. And it literally, that was... Um, it was a milestone for me, but, um, where the entire design board that I created for them literally came, like came to life down to the very tiniest detail where I was like, I could literally look at a picture or multiple pictures, like in the design board and like look up and I can see the entire, it was just, it's very rewarding for me anyway. Um, so I had asked, I had asked the couple and I was like, Hey, um, after we got all the photos back and I was like, how do y'all feel about getting published? And again, she, of course she asked me like, what does that mean? And I was like, okay, so we could submit it. I explained her the whole process. And then she asked me, she goes, would we get paid for this? Mm. <laughs> I was like, no, babe, we don't get paid for this. And then she was kind of like, so what's the point? <laughs> no. Yeah. She was like, no, I don't think so. Also on top, I also will disclaim too. Her um, husband uh, is in the military and oh. a very specific form of the military where she was like, I just don't want to risk it him being out in like the internet and stuff. And I was like, okay, that makes sense. Like, yeah. I totally get it. But I thought that was really funny. She was like, oh my gosh, like, do we get paid for this? And I was like, no, babe, no, I don't. It's I just kind of a shiny <laughs> thing to 
slap on my <laughs> website or like somewhere I can just say that I got published or like I you got wish. published like in a magazine yeah. or an online publication. So yeah, I yeah. thought that was really funny. But your your also. clientele doesn't know or care about these uh-uh. publications. They don't know what Style Me Pretty is. I mean, they might if they're looking at them for searching for mm-hmm. inspiration but again it should be inspiration yes that's what this is that's what i the, what the what your clients are looking at this i feel for. like the only client that is going to know anything about any kind of publication are like celebrity clients yeah. because that's literally their their entire life is published yeah on whatever form of whatever page and, six tmz yeah and that's google n- yahoo news not normal people's Correct. clientele so <laughs> Uh, yeah. So other than the validation and like potentially getting your work out to the masses and maybe getting your work in front of somebody that may not have seen it because they're following carrots and cake because they're getting married or like whatever. And they happen to see it. Like, I don't really feel like there's a whole lot more that's great about this i I don't know i just don't i don't see how the reward is not the same anymore it's not especially like like we i feel like beating a dead horse here but when i mentioned this but like it's because the turnover is so great and because like the i feel like our entire culture shift now is that we all i want to say we the shift or like the especially with the younger generation, like everyone just wants to go viral. Yeah. Everyone wants to be like, push their face out, push their whole self out, push their families out, push all this other stuff. Just push, push, push like ourselves onto social, onto social media in order to feel some sort of value mm-hmm. to ourselves mm-hmm. in and of itself. And uh, like for me, I want to encourage you if you're listening to this and if, cause I, I was there. I literally like when we got published, I, I remember like where I was and I was jumping up and down and screaming and I even cried and I was like, this was a goal of mine. And like, to me, I felt like, okay, if I get published, like I made it. Yep. I got published. Nothing changed. Literally nothing changed. Yeah. Literally like nothing changed or whatever. <laughs> and so I, again, the mindset that I had about it, um, altered my the chemicals in my brain afterwards. I'm like, wow, that was really, really short lived. Now, Mm -hmm. will I feel different if I ever get published in print potentially, but again, that gratification is only going to stay for so long. Um, And it's only like, um, I guess in my mind to me, it was a milestone achievement when I first started, mm -hmm. it was a milestone achievement. I wanted nothing more than to get published in print. I still, I would, I mean, I'm not saying that I wouldn't, I wouldn't go and be like, oh my God, this is fucking stupid. If I got published in print, I tell you right now, I think that would be really freaking cool. Oh yeah. If I was to open up the knot and see my work there, they won't ever publish me because I don't fit their narrative, but um, <laughs> I'm going to keep, keep just digging that in a little bit. Um, Cause I've tried many times and it, it doesn't, I, I've gotten to the point where it's just not worth my time mm-hmm. to sit there. I mean, it takes a lot to submit to a fucking publication a lot. Like, yeah you have to carve out a decent chunk of your workflow to do this. And it's just honestly not even worth it to the con list. I know (laughs) time sucking. (laughs) Yeah. Literally for nothing. Unless you have like, okay. So that's the other thing too, is that I have literally seen like photographers or planners or whomever else that they will hire people Mm. like consultants to actually submit their content to publications, whether it's online or in print 
They like there are people now that have dedicated like they have created a job for themselves in submitting publication like submitting content to yeah. publications. Like that's I a know whole, who those people are. A whole last it's a whole last job. Yeah. And those people are the only people that are getting fucking published. Correct. Because so, they have hired mm-hmm. someone to like literally yeah. take the time to like curate this beautiful whatever like I'm submission. about to I'm about to uh, Oh God. Yeah. It's She's um, gonna implode. Ugh. So my biggest fucking problem, my biggest problem with this pub with publications is it is be- it has become so and I don't know if it, I mean I'm not following any of it anymore because I was getting so pissed off by it that I had to ju- I just unfollowed it because it was not good for my mental health. But um it has become so exclusive that it's the same people over and over and over again because they already have an in mm-hmm. and they already fit the narrative that the publications are looking for. And mind you, Style Me Pretty got some f- some flack on this, but not all of them are very uh, inclusive. Mm-hmm. And it's the same people because they're they're already established with the publication so they'll just keep publishing them yep fuck everyone else that you know might not be in that market and i really really wish i could (laughs) say the names of these people because it is so freaking irritating it is but and i don't know if it's just because our market like the washingtonian and um style me pretty and uh virginia bride and um what's the other one the knot is out there with it. Uh, I don't know if it's just our market because we are in the luxury quote unquote luxury DC, Northern Virginia, whatever the fuck this is market. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I'm just, we were just seeing it so much from them. I don't know if people in like the Midwest are seeing that obviously probably not. They probably don't look up the Washingtonian because like it's kind of circling back around to like when we did our luxury narrative like episode obviously where it just feeds into it. Yeah. Where I think I want like it would be so interesting to like do um, to kind of like do some sort of like research in the sense of if we figure out um, the different like all of the the weddings that are getting published like in a certain like magazine like we'll just take like one particular magazine and then flip through over like the course of, I don't know, like six months or like a year or something like that. And we can kind of find like a common denominator based off of location. I guarantee you that um, the locations of these weddings that are getting published Mm -hmm. um, are in areas where the pay, like the cost of living and the median income like is ridiculously high well it feeds into the the luxury narrative because the publications are only publishing we need to come up with a we need to we need you and i (laughs) need to make another idea we have so much time on our hands we need to make a publication and i don't even know if anyone will read it because it's it's maybe they will i don't know but we need to make a publication that is like the average we just call it average joe's 
And I love this. <laughs> or the, the middle class market. The middle class market or something. Average <laughs> Joe's. Just to showcase like this is the average wedding. This is what like you should including expect. Including price transparency. Yes, including price transparency. Including like, I don't know, just the normal. I mean, I am at a wedding every almost every weekend and I hate to be this guy, but they're all very similar. Like they just mm -hmm. all have, they have, there's an overarching similarity to all of them. Correct. But nobody knows that <laughs> nobody sees that. And I get it that it's not like exciting because it's not always, you know, flowers dripping from the ceilings and coming up from the ground. And you're just walking through mm -hmm. this indoor floral experience or whatever the fuck. But Average Joes, just normal people having normal weddings. Like, mm -hmm. that's what I think people should be inspired by because that is what's achievable. Yes. And all these publications and what's being seen and what's being penned and what's being shared is these extravagant events that normal people cannot afford. Right. Unattainable. They're, they're unattainable, but they think that they can and then they get sticker shocked. Or they think like that is the bar that they have to like go to. Or right. like, that's the expectation of like what your wedding is supposed yeah. to look like. Is this viral worthy, social media worthy, publication worthy type situation. Yeah. And I think that it's just going to get worse, mm -hmm. especially with Gen Z coming up and wanting everything to just go viral. Yep. Like that's like the goal in life is to go viral. And I mean, as a small business owner, I get it on my standpoint of like getting my name out there and mm -hmm. like going viral in a small business. But as just like a, a human, I don't think everyone needs to go viral either. Like, oh, true. <laughs> I, don't, I mean, once you go viral, I think that there's a lot that comes with that that you don't really understand uh, and don't really want to be a part of. But yeah. it's like this weird, like unattainable like goal that everyone has now. And I think publications are feeding into that because they're only publishing these big extravagant events, which are fun and obviously gorgeous and because if, <laughs> if you can pay for that and that's pocket change to you and that right. fits into like your, that's great yeah but uh, you got babes out here taking out second mortgages to cover these wedding expenses that yeah. they can't and i'm wondering too again because like when we first started i feel like the publications again the online publications weren't really a thing they were starting to become a thing they were starting to like the the in-print publications were starting to shift because they knew that going online was like that's the next step into the future. Mm -hmm. And so they were starting to turn like their attention. Um, it kind of reminds me of how, what younger did the show younger. Did you ever watch that younger? Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think. No. See, I think it was CMT who hosted Hillary Duff starred into it. I, Oh, I loved younger. What? No. Okay. <laughs> Wait, was it the older Lizzie McGuire? Yeah. Yeah. When Lizzie McGuire was older. No, 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 no. Oh, no, I was like, yes, that that's who played Lizzie McGuire. No, 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 no. I know there was like when Lizzie McGuire got older. And oh then no, you need to go watch it. Long story short, like if anyone else is listening it, um, and you are a younger fan, essentially, um, Hilary Duff played a character where she was um working. She worked for a publishing company in the publishing company in like in New York, and they were used to be really really huge. But then with the shift of online, um, then they were starting to lose sales because they were becoming irrelevant because the younger generation wasn't really picking up physical books anymore. They were reading. I feel like I've seen this. You probably, I, 
I would literally be shocked if you have no, not seen the show. I feel like I have because I, f- I think I'm confusing the two. I don't know. Potentially. Whatever. Anyways, so it just kind of reminded me of how I love TV shows too, like in movies that they will pick on different like cultural like little shifts and whatever, and obviously like make it relevant and put it into a TV show. And it's like, oh yeah, this is very like relatable to what's happening like in today's world. But anyway, so the whole thing is that, um, yeah, she's working for this publishing company uh, in New York and they're like, we don't know what to do. Like what's going on? And then they hire this woman who was in publishing for a long time, but then she lied about her age. She's technically 40, but she's like, oh yeah, I'm a 20 something year old Mm. or whatever. And that's like kind of the whole like secret plot of the entire show. Um, and then she's like, oh yeah, like I'll, I'll teach you how to like get online and blah, blah, blah. So the kind of stuff. And so that's a good, that's one of the plots of, obviously there was many seasons of younger. Mm -hmm. Um, but one of the the beginning plots was to figure out how to get this publishing company, um, having an online presence, uh, because in order for it to not crumble and completely like fall apart. Right. And so then these two main characters, then they develop a relationship with one another and, you know, they become best friends and got to get all the kind of stuff. So. Anyways, it's very similar. I mean, we can even relate it back to like now with our with the wedding publications where um, in the very beginning, uh, I do feel like the in-print publications when we first started back like in the early um, like 2010s, obviously like, you know, 2015, 2016 mm-hmm. when we both started, the honestly, I feel like the in-print publications, they did showcase a little bit of what we could see on an average basis right. because... Because that's what was going on. That's what people were doing at that time. Um, Especially certain publications. Now, was Brides doing that? No. I think there's always been... It's kind of like... um, Like comparing it to like luxury brands that we know of today. Lamborghini, for example, was never like your average Joe Schmo. Like they're not going to advertise to like the middle class mom of like buy a Lamborghini to take your kids to soccer practice. Mm -hmm. Like that was never their thing. Um, So there obviously are publications that when they jump right out the gate that they are for certain certain, like target market. Mm -hmm. But I have seen a lot of, for example, the not. um, The not real weddings is what it was. Yes. Yeah. And they, their whole target market was like how we're kind of like titling it, their average Joe's, but now they have made the shift into only publishing pretty much like those luxury weddings. So now the average Joe's, they, like you said, there is nothing really for them. There's nothing really for us. I know like for our, like uh, for our clientele, there's nothing for them like whatsoever. So again, that's a whole, it kind of feeds into the con list of like what we have in the sense of like, again, like you said too, it feeds into a luxury narrative that is just unattainable and just like no one is able to, they just think that that is the only expectation. Like their wedding should be what it, it looks like either online or in a magazine, but yeah. not even in the magazine. I don't think, especially for like when I'm looking at a list of like my clients that I have now, um, do any of them come to me and say like, Hey, my goal is to get like published online. No, first of all, that's not a that. thing. I'm sure you have. Yeah. I, I, and so far, I don't think into my head, no one has said like, hey, I want my wedding to be publishable. Um, if they did, I probably would tell them I'm not the planner for you because this is not, I'm strictly like specializing in intentionality. And if your intention is to get published, we're just not a good fit because I want to, yeah. yeah, it's just a whole thing and a half. So to, to piggyback off of that, um, 
I think as a photographer and maybe as a planner, I don't know, but I know for sure, obviously, because I'm a photographer, so I know this. Um, going into a wedding with the mindset of wanting to get published, I think... I think there's a shift that happens that all of a sudden it is not about the couple anymore. Yeah. And it's about all of the stuff and all of the things that they paid for, which is fine. Like I'm already photographing that anyway, but as soon as you go into it with, I'm going to get this published or I'm going to try and get this published, the mindset shifts to where now I'm focusing on how to make all the details look really, really pretty. Uh And then the couple comes second. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm not worried about getting the in-between moments because I don't have time now because now my in-between moments are making sure I get the, these certain angles and this, you know, whatever ceremony site or these. And if other people know all the, if other vendors know that we're, trying to get this published now all of a sudden their mindset changes and they're on me making sure I get certain things because they want to showcase certain things for said publication um I've gone into a couple of weddings uh where the mindset was we need to get this published and Mm. I've missed things that oh wow became it just became so overwhelming because there were so many things that were like, we need to get this published. We need to get this published. And I kind of shut down to the point where I felt like I I'm overwhelmed. It's the same fucking wedding thing that I've done every weekend, but my mindset is never to get this published. So even though I would be doing the same thing or photographing the same shit, Mm -hmm the same way now my mindset is either I got to do this in a certain way now, or there's too much for me to make sure that I get for the publication that I'm just shutting down at this point. My mindset is my mind went blank. Like I blanked and I was like, like, it sounds like you put so much pressure on yourself. There was, there was so much more pressure from and which is why I don't think I want to ever tap into that luxury market with the mindset of always getting published because the pressure becomes so significant that it's riding on me. Mm-hmm. I can't, I can't get us all public. I nobody can get published unless I do a really good job and the publication takes my photos. So now not only do I have the couple that is their day that I'm supposed to be documenting, I'm now documenting everything for everyone else which is not my job. The couple is the ones that are paying me. Everyone else is not paying me. They're all getting paid. So everything now relies on me to make sure that this happens for everyone else that's involved. The couple doesn't give two fucking shits about getting published. They're like, yeah, that'd be great. That's it. Literally like <laughs> everyone else is like, yeah, we need to do this. We need to do this. Like, let's do this. Let's, let's publish it to this publication. How about this one? And certain publications only take certain things. Mm-hmm. So now I have to figure out what publication we're going to submit it to and make sure I get certain things for that publication. And God help me. If the fucking weather doesn't hold out, the whole thing is screwed. Yikes. Now I have to be a magician and figure out how to make it look like, 
we didn't have a shit show of a, of a wedding because the weather wasn't ideal or the locations weren't ideal or whatever. Like there's just so much pressure that gets put on photographers when we go into this, even if it's not the photographer that's just going into it thinking I'm going to get this published. If the, the planner comes to you or the florist comes mm -hmm. to you and is like, Hey, I want to get this published. Then all of a sudden there's like a, a switch that's flipped. And I've had it too, where I've showed up to the wedding and I was in a totally neutral mindset. Like I was just flowing like I normally do, you know, checking things off my list, going with it, whatever. Then the planner came to me and said, Hey, just so you know, we want to get this published. And I was like, well, fuck. Oh, now God. I don't know if I got such and such or if I got this right or oh, if now I need yeah. to change this photo. And it's not like I wouldn't already be photographing it in the exact same way. Mm -hmm. But now I'm second guessing myself. Yeah, because now you're probably thinking in your head like, okay, is there a certain expectation of me right. to shoot a certain way, to get certain details, all that kind of stuff, which now from a planner's perspective you telling me that it sounds like it's happened to you. And that makes me very angry to the point where like that wasn't talked that wasn't told to you before wedding day. That one specifically was not. Okay. Um, that one wasn't most of the time. <clears throat> I'm just saying, I'm hoping that no planner would ever go to like a wedding vendor on wedding day and just drop that bomb of no, like, they did. Oh, so that they, what they that did. It, I didn't know beforehand. She came to me as I was photographing reception details and said reception details, yeah, like half the so day is already done. I was about to say what the, f yeah, half the day is already done. And she, the planner came to me and was like, Hey, just so you know, like we really want to get this published oh, afterwards. Fuck no, and are you serious? In my head, I'm like, cool. Okay, whatever. Like, but then all of a sudden, as I keep going, I'm like, fuck, I didn't do that. Fuck. Maybe I didn't do this right. Maybe, uh, I don't know if I did this. I don't know if I did this. And I did like, I, I did like, there's certain, I do the same shit every fucking wedding. Like, I don't know what changes in my head, but there's just, just a shift what? that happens. I, to put, to put, there's already like the pressure coming into it. Obviously like you're a vet now, so you're not a rookie where the client pressure of like, okay, I got to make sure I capture all this stuff. Yeah. That kind of, I'm sure has come and gone Yeah, to, to some extent or whatever. Obviously if you were thrown to like nature. a new, yeah. If you're thrown to like a new atmosphere, um, then you're kind of like, for example, the wedding that we're doing this upcoming weekend mm -hmm. or whatever, um, you know, I'm in a brand new space. I've never worked here before, like at all. So am I a little nervous going into it? Sure. Because do I know like the, e the ebb and flows of it? Not really. Is it pretty simple after we did a walkthrough? Yes, it should be fine. Um, but there's just like a little bit of like that nervousness where I'm like, okay, this is not common ter territory for me, but I know I'm going to knock it out of the park. It's totally fine. Also our couple is amazing. I love them. Yeah. Um, anyways, but and your design's pretty good too. Oh, thanks. Mm -hmm. Um, so, but at any rate, I just, that irks me so like it triggers me like so much because I like as a planner, my entire, at least from my perspective, of course, my mindset is like, I am my whole reason why that I exist is to make obviously the couple's lives easier, but also I have a responsibility too to making sure that the vendor's lives on wedding day is easier. So the thought of dropping this bomb on someone saying like, Oh, by the way, we're planning on getting like this wedding is, is the whole goal. One, the whole, not whole goal. Sorry. One of the goals of the wedding is to get it published. 
that's like, I don't know. I feel like that's calling like, I don't know. I kind of compare it to like cussing somebody out or something like that. I don't know. It's just so out of left field. And I feel it's so wrong because then not only are you thinking, okay, I'm going to make sure that my client is happy at the end of the day. You're like, okay, now I have to make sure that like literally the client and the planner or whoever else has this weird expectation of this getting published. I have to make sure now that they are okay. Yeah. And it, I think, well, one, they're lucky that, they, I wasn't a rookie at this point. They're, this just Can happened. you imagine dropping that bomb on a rookie photographer? I would hope that they would read the room. And I don't think that I would have been chosen to do that wedding if obviously you are a rookie. My photos didn't show that we could potentially get published. <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't think they would have ever dropped that ball on somebody that didn't look like or feel like they knew what they were doing. Cause God, I obviously I went in very comfortable and was like, yeah, fuck yeah, I'll do it, whatever. And, um, but in my head, I'm like, God damn it. Uh, yeah. So they're lucky one that I, I don't even know if they did get it published to be honest with you. I had, I was like, you can do that. <laughs> have a great time uh, spending a, that time doing yeah, that. I was like, yourself. yeah, you'll get the photos afterward. You can do it. <laughs> Absolutely. Go for it. I'm not doing that. <laughs> I ain't got time for that shit. Um, it takes so much work. It, it is. It's so, it takes so much work and it is not a part of my workflow and it is not something that I put a focus on. So, um, but yeah, so I'm looking if I publish my own, like the content that I get from photographers right. on my own social media. <laughs> right. Let's talk about that. Um, which by the way, I'm hiring a social media coordinator. If you'd like to help, just kidding. Nice. Uh, shameless plug. Um, yeah, I think just overarching yeah. with the whole like a con, like the con list is just one, get the mindset going into it yeah. is that you're just, you're not shooting now for the couple you're shooting for the people that are there on wedding day, but you're also then shooting for the publication. Like you're thinking about, okay, if you are aware of what the publication, if you have a goal publication in mind, you're like, okay, what do I have to shoot then in order for this to even be like looked at? Yeah. Um, it's in the market that looks at that publication. Mm -hmm. Okay. What do other, like you're seeking validation now from strangers, from everyone, from, from literally strangers. everyone, from people who have not <laughs> paid your bills. Yeah. And I think being published should only ever be a bonus. Agreed. Like it is not something that you should ever go into a wedding day thinking I'm going to get this published because one, chances are Murphy's law. It won't happen. <laughs> chances are number two, that, everything will go wrong. If you already go into this, having this mindset, mm -hmm. you, every, you will not be able to do it properly. You go in and you do everything just like you normally would. Cause if you're already doing this every weekend and you are seasoned and all this shit, I mean, if you're a rookie, I would never ever make that your goal. Oh God, um, no. just focus on the couple and getting through the day. Um, but if you are seasoned and like that is something that you enjoy happening, mm -hmm. great. But your focus should never be on anything other than the couple. Correct. And documenting their day because that's your job. Yep. That's literally your job. Whole reason it's, why you're there. Yeah. It is nothing <laughs> else. Um, and I think if you go into it with a mindset of I'm going to get this published and you do get published now every wedding after that you kind of go into a mindset of like now I got to get this one published and I got to do this to uh -huh. get this one published and then you can have like this weird 
discouragement from weddings that are maybe just your average wedding and doesn't have like this extra Mm. bit to it that could get you published. Now we're discouraged because our job is no longer, you know, what we thought it was where we're going to get published. We're not going to get published with this one. So sad day, like this, this couple is not worth it or whatever. Uh So now we're discouraged on these future writings by not having these certain aspects to it that will get us published. Um, And then we roll into now we're faking things. Oh yeah. To get published. I've heard that this sometimes will happen, especially from a planner's perspective. Oh yeah. Like they will set up certain tables, one table that has this extra amount of stuff Uh and then you only photograph this one table because the couple can't afford to Uh have a quote-unquote publishable wedding Uh but the planner wants this to get published so they set up one table and you photograph that table and nothing else or you photograph other things but that's not what gets shared now the couple's looking back on it and being like that was not in my design board (laughs) (laughs) that was not my design like I don't understand yep so what the fuck is that? Like, what is that? So I've heard of like planners or um, where they will foot the bill on something to elevate the design in order for something in order for that particular wedding to get published. They have like paid their own money for the sole goal of like, I know this couple was not able to afford this so that they now here's this. So like the whole goal at the end of it, because I know X, Y, Z publication is going to take this because of this, whatever. Yeah. And I'm all for surprising couples and elevating their wedding in a way that they didn't think was possible. But here's my surprise to you. Like here, I want to, yeah, you do this. I know I do. Yes, I do do this. But my whole end goal for that is not so that like, because your design is like already shitty. Like, let me yeah. just go ahead and like throw some money. No, when I give to my couples like little mini surprises, um, it is because they have been dream boats of people where I'm right. like, I want to give back to you and say, that's just like my way of saying thank you of like, <laughs> thank you for not being an asshole. Yeah. This whole planning process. <laughs> and your stuff's not always like something that's going to get published or like no. to elevate it in a way that's like fake. Mm-mm. It's like actual genuine completely thought out like stuff or just cute like little keepsakes where it's like okay this is a nice like little thing or whatever have you yeah it's not anything that's like dumb or at least i would hope not. no it's not (laughs) um but yeah so i've heard of this too and i've seen it and i've been a part of it and it's just it's bad practice i just don't it's bad it looks bad on the industry Mm -hmm. and it it just makes you look bad. I got it. And you're feeding it's into very ungrateful. this whole, right? Like you're just feeding into like this whole showy type, ah, like this showy type stuff or whatever, where it's like, why can't you just serve a couple? Like that's sometimes like if I were to ever like be able to be in a room with like a planner or somebody who has done this, where it's like, why can't, why can't you just enjoy like the couple that you're serving? Like, I don't mm-hmm. get that. I don't know. I do have, so one of my really good planner friends, mm-hmm. she is all about surprises. Like yeah. her biggest thing is I don't want to 
um, have you think about anything. I want you to just show up on the day and surprise. Here's everything that you've ever dreamed of. Yeah. Beautiful. Um, and I love that because those couples have the budget to make that happen. Um, so that's something that I think is really cool and not something that is doing it just for the, sh the sake of no, being that's, published. I know, yeah. Um, that's just the, that's the way that she like runs though, like her, like her business where it's right. kind of, it kind of reminds me just a smidge of again. So I'm a trash reality TV David Tatera person him oh i've watched that show that gives me anxiety i can't watch <laughs> I it very often um but i also think about like the celebrity planner mindy weiss who does all of the kardashians like oh. baby showers small dinners birthdays weddings all of that stuff um again watching the tv show i only get like you only get a snippet of yeah. like what mindy weiss's team like actually does um but to some degree though like from what it looks like what happens is that obviously like the Kardashians are like, I want a black and white classic luxury looking X, Y, and Z. And Mindy Weiss's team is like, okay. And then like <laughs> when the sisters, like when the Kardashians like walk into a space, they all, they look surprised. Mm. I don't know if that's faked or not. Like, do they know that this is what it was supposed to look like or whatever? In my mind, probably not because obviously the Kardashians have a team of people that I'm mm -hmm. sure Mindy Weiss's team talks to the Kardashians team and is like, this is probably what we're doing. And someone can advocate for like, say Chloe Kardashian saying like, yes, baby true. Like this is what baby true would want. This is what Chloe would say yes to all that kind of stuff because they're off doing whatever whatever the hell, the hell on their private jets <laughs> um anyway so i can see that happening so i can i know who you're talking about so and i can see it's the same type of situation yeah. where like they have like her couples develop so much trust into her mm -hmm. and they're like yes here's my overarching i need these boxes checked but then she goes and like just creates absolute magic yeah that is different mm -hmm. i feel like that is 1000 percent different in comparison to like the situations or the scenarios in which people are just footing the bill because they're like there's just not any kind of like publishable publishable things for this wedding so i'm just gonna like add this thing in here so to make sure that this wedding is it fits my brand or mm -hmm. it mm, fitting um, the brand mm, yeah like fits my brand or like or it is going to be able to be considered for publication all that kind of stuff to me i'm just kind of like don't do that to somebody else's wedding day because one what if they don't want it there like what yeah. if like you create something and they're like I don't know, during a reception reveal of some kind or anything else, they're kind of like, what the fuck is this? Like, yeah. what, what is this or whatever? Um, and it's a part of someone's wedding day that they're like, this is not, I don't want this. Like where did it yeah. come from? Um, and then uh, two, the whole, like it's a, it's a big mindset. I think like what the biggest con I think for like the pros and cons of publication and the biggest con on that list is it's a huge mindset shift in various different ways. Mm -hmm. You uh, over time, I feel like sometimes people can, have this pretentious attitude and it again stems from their mindset you have the mindset of like going into a wedding day where you're not even focusing on the couple anymore that now you're focusing on getting <laughs> the validation from complete strangers but yeah. i feel like it's so strange that's a very strange concept for me and personally um the future yeah discouragement for like others now you kind of have is every single couple meant for you no are you meant for every every single couple getting married? No. But when it comes to the point where you're just picking and choosing based off of potential like mm -hmm. publication 
worthiness or yeah. like median incomes mm. or, you know, or household incomes. I mean, like things like that. I just kind of, that's really weird mm-hmm. to me. Um, it shouldn't ever be a goal. Like, it, I mean, it shouldn't ever be a part of your brand to only choose people that will give you validation from the outside world. Like, agreed. I think that if a couple chooses you, it's because they chose you and they chose your business and what you are obviously putting out on the internet that you can mm-hmm. do for them. Um, and I, I really hope that couples are choosing you based off of your personality and the fact that they want you there mm-hmm. rather than you only choosing people that will get you published. I always wonder that if like someone who like started obviously from the bottom, worked their way up and that's an air quotes mm-hmm. air up or they're like practically almost every wedding or every other wedding gets published. I wonder if like the future couples then like they hi Yeah. They start hiring that particular vendor because they want to get published. Yeah. 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 It happens, especially in the DC market. My anxiety would literally be like, do you like me for me or do you only like me for, <laughs> for who the, I know? For the, yeah. Like, geez. It's a big thing in the DC market with those, that, that, that group that you and I both know. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why couples choose them too. Not because they like them. I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe they're likable people. Uh, <laughs> their designs are incredible. Like the things that they do is really great. I, and I, I guess they wouldn't be seen without themselves being on the internet and the publication. I don't know. I would hope that they would get seen other than just because they're always in those magazines. I don't know. Their, their stuff is great. Like, I can't fault them for that. But right. it's the only people. Same, yeah. same, same thing over and over and over again. And it's just it's discouraging to everyone else. I think too, because I'm speaking for myself, I guess it's discouraging because I know the stuff that I put out, if I was a different aesthetic and if I maybe knew a different person Mm. or had an in, if I had a fully different aesthetic, but shot the exact same way I would get published, but they're not taking it because it is not the aesthetic that fits the publications or whatever's trendy at the moment. And that that. is incredibly discouraging and incredibly disheartening. I I mean, at this point I've got, it was more so when I was first starting because Mm -hmm. getting published was always the goal. Like it was always this big accolade that you want to get achieved. But now more now, I don't give a fuck. Like, I don't care. Like (laughs) if you take it great, cool. You're going to come to me. I'm not going to go to you unless I really love this wedding or I have (laughs) some kind of random time on my hands in the off season. And I'm like, Hey, (laughs) let me just, let's submit this all to two bright lights and see what happens. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't give a shit now, but before it was just super discouraging to just constantly watch work that, you know, is publishable, just not what somebody else is looking for. And that all comes from just wanting outside validation Mm. and feeling like your stuff is worthy enough to be in these magazines. And now I know that it's great 
regardless. And it, I don't get, I don't care about any of that anymore, but I think it just sucks for newcomers too. Cause it's all they see and they want to fit this, yeah. this aesthetic and it might not fit their needs or what that aligns with them as a person or however they want their brand to go. But they think it all, it all circles back down to the luxury market and the same shit over and over and over again. It all, everything stems from that. Yeah, literally. So, um, it's highly disappointing. Yeah. I mean, that <laughs> said, Again, I think we are close to closing out on this. Yeah. Um, I really think that being published is not a bad thing. No. I just don't think it should be the only thing. Correct. And you should never go into it with the mindset of, I'm going to get this published. It should just be a bonus. It's like an extra little like notch in your belt, I it's guess. A little cherry on top. It's so nice. Love your couples. Unless you're performing like a style shoot, an editorial shoot. Yeah. And that's the whole point that you're wanting to do that. Then by means, by all means, go for it. But yeah, don't take. Yeah, man. Don't take a couple sweating day and turn it into like an editorial situation. That's fucking weird. (laughs) (laughs) And on that note. Anywho. Where can they find us on the interwebs? Uh, you can find us at Behind the Aisle Podcast on Instagram. And if you aren't aware, we have a segment that we do once a month. It's a bonus episode that is called What the Fuck Wednesdays. Yeah. And we really want you to go through your wedding days and just add it to the list. <laughs> and uh, it's basically where we air grievances on things that might be icky or something that's weird that happened to you or anything that you have questions on. But we basically read um your grievances to us so you can submit a pop uh what the fuck wednesday yeah. story you can submit a story to are we okay why today? don't you just take it over <laughs> i can't do this poor sarah poor sarah um, okay i was doing so good you were um so instagram behind the aisle pod at behind the aisle podcast and then to submit a what the fuck Wednesday story where what Sarah was explaining is that like if shit like goes down on like one of your wedding days, um, all of your wedding vendors that are listening, um, we want to hear about it. So uh, go to our website um, behind the aisle podcast.com and right up front, like very front page is there's a Google form that y'all can fill out. You're more than welcome to uh, state that if you want to remain anonymous or not, that's up to you. But at any rate, um, just spill the tea, essentially. You know? We need to hear from you. For real. like, And it could be literally about anything. It, there's not a particular like category or theme or whatever have you. So maybe one of our podcast episodes have inspired you of like, oh, yeah, I had like a situation. doesn't have to be recent. It could be something. Literally, just... It, just like talk a to us. shitty like situation <laughs> that happened like on a wedding day and you're like I, I want to share it yeah and they will be will share it for you yes to the world yes. um sarah if they want to find you personally on the interwebs where can they find you i am at serendipity photography s-a-r-a like my name serendipity photography and then you guys can find me um at tilly and t-l-t-i-l-l-y-a-n-d-t-e-a on the Instagram as well. Um, subscribe to us on YouTube if you want to see our shining faces. Go for it. We would love to <laughs> love to say hi to you via the screen. I just broke the fourth wall. Hey. Nice. <laughs> uh, and if you have not done so already, please make sure that you are following us on Spotify. We don't ever want you to miss out on an episode. And please leave us a review. It helps oh, our... Yeah. yeah, please. We like to see them. And it also helps our algorithm because we really want to be seen. Also, so- if you leave a review... You might get a prize. What prize? 
I'll think of something. Okay. <laughs> you might That's... get a prize at random. Anyways, we'll see you next time. Thanks so much. Love you. Bye. Bye.